Welcome to the Sports Up Podcast, where we feature groundbreaking leaders in sports and share their inspiring stories. Now, let's get started with the show. This episode is brought to you by me, Meredith Sims. My biggest personal and professional passion is to be one of the top female leaders in sports broadcasting, a typically male-dominated industry. I started this podcast to share inspiring stories. One of my goals is to intern for a professional sports team. So if you're listening and you know someone I should connect with, please email me because I'm willing to work super hard. Or if you know of an inspiring female leader, email me at meredith at sportsuppodcast.com. I'm always looking for more great guests to feature. Visit sportsuppodcast.com today to check out more episodes. For today's episode, I have Olga Harvey here, a Chief Strategy and Impact Officer for the Women's Sports Foundation whose vision is building a future where every girl and woman can keep playing and unlock the lifelong benefits of sports participation. Thank you, Olga, for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk with you. Um, The sentiments are mutual. I'm excited to uh, talk to you and uh, get to know you as well. Awesome. Well, I love for you to kind of start off with how you found yourself getting into the sports world and kind of working with the Women's Sports Foundation. I know I saw that you worked with a nonprofit before that had to do with tennis and that kind of sports aspect. But I'd love for you to kind of discuss how you found yourself, your story and how you found yourself getting into sports. Yeah. So my story dates back to uh, when I was a little girl and I was introduced to all sports by my parents growing up in Moscow, Russia, uh, doing a lot of winter sports, but also being outdoors and active in the summer and um, playing all sports. And eventually tennis has become the passion that uh, brought me uh, in a lot of different directions. And I owe so much in my life, personally, professionally, uh, to tennis, but all sports. And so while I didn't know it then, uh, that's when the journey started. And um, I came to the United States with a suitcase and a dream, as they say, um, to um, to actually study um, economics in college, but found tennis team, walked on the tennis team in college and had an amazing few years playing. And then proceeded with a business career for many years, but playing sports was that constant that kept me um, fit mentally, (laughs) physically, and also was such a door opener for um, advancement in my career, for new friendships. And that, as I said, has been the constant that eventually led me to volunteering with the United States Census Association, where then I discovered the whole world of nonprofit leadership and decided to make it my new career. And so I actually pivoted um, almost 20 years in as uh, a business leader to moving to a nonprofit in the tennis and education space, and then um, pivoted once again, not as as widely, but uh, to the Women's Sports Foundation, where I now have been over five years. So it's a bit of a long answer, but uh, here I am. And I almost feel like um, I was destined to find this job in this field um, that intersects um, philanthropy, gender equity, and sports. Yeah, I think that's 
one of the things that's really been a common theme with the conversations I've had is how sports so often is something that people come back to, especially women. You know, you grow up, you a lot of people are athletes themselves and they find themselves maybe going down a path, like you said, business or something else. And they always kind of come back to that sports realm because it is such an empowering thing. Um, so I'd love for you to kind of go into what does the Women's Sports Foundation do and maybe a little bit what you do and what the goals are of the foundation. Yeah, of course. Happy to do it. And uh, uh, a little bit of a history lesson about uh, the Women's Sports Foundation. We were founded in 1974 by, by the one and only Billie Jean King. And if um, uh, you know the history, and uh, that's something she always talks about, uh, know your history if you want to change the future. Um, but in 1972, um, which is exactly 50 years ago, um, Title IX was passed, which is a civil, life, uh, civil rights legislature that prevents discrimination on the basis of sex um, by any institution that receives federal funding. And that's a lot of big words there, but ultimately that was the uh, beginning of growth of women's sports and the movement for gender equity in sports. And so in 1973, Billie Jean King played her very famous uh, Battle of the Sexes against Bobby Riggs, and millions of people turned their TVs on, and uh, Houston Astrodome was um, packed to watch her um, have that really significant win in uh, in the uh, fight for gender equity. And then the year later, she started the Women's Sports Foundation um, with the goal and the vision of um, making sure that every girl has an opportunity to play, to compete, and to lead. And we've been true to this mission for almost 50 years now. Our own 50th anniversary is coming up uh, in a couple of years. But the foundation um, does so many different things, but it's grounded in the advocacy work, advocating for all girls and all women and all sports to to be able to play, to deserve equal pay to really be compensated for, you know, their phenomenal stellar play to, um, you know, fight for equal opportunities. Um, we do lots of research. We have community engagement. We um, have lots of athletes at all levels who are engaged with the foundation, uh, both from receiving support and grant funding when um, they may not be able to afford continuing to play to actually being our spokespeople and advocates um, in helping us spread the word of advocacy. So um, I, in my role, do a lot of impact efforts to advance all the various spaces um, that I've just described from research to advocacy to that community impact work. Amazing work. I think, you know, you just touched on Title IX and, you know, we just came up to the 50th anniversary, like you were saying this past June. So I'd love for you to maybe touch on, you know, obviously there's been a lot of progress, you know, Billie Jean King and all these people, you know, obviously many females are some of the best athletes in the world. So what do you think needs to be done moving forward as we continue to progress after we've hit this 50th year anniversary? Because obviously there's always more that can be done. Um, so what do you, maybe what do you think or what does the Women's Sports Foundation think about what we can continue to do and what we need to continue to do to, con to make the sports world even more equitable as we move forward? Yeah, there's definitely been so much progress 
made and there's thousands and millions of girls are playing today and in fact the results are seen on the highest of stages during olympics and paralympics where u.s women are um, leading the way in terms of you know the number of medals uh, that they're bringing on behalf of team usa and that's years in the making of the uh, generations of girls that were able to receive scholarships, um, for example, to compete in college. But um, all of that said, um, we are still chasing equity in so many areas and pretty much in every metric that we look at from access to um, media coverage to sponsorship dollars dedicated to women's sports. And so uh, the Women's Sports Foundation continues, obviously, the, the work that we have started. And we have just came out with a research called 50 Years of Title IX. We're not done yet. And as the title you know, describes, obviously, a lot, a lot more work needs to be happening. An interesting stat kind of that I wanted to give you and, and to your listeners is that while, again, I mentioned so much progress has been done, girls have not reached the number of playing high school playing opportunities where the boys were in 1972. So it's kind of, you know, shocking to think that. And yes, uh, 3 million more girls are playing and the numbers have grown exponentially, but there's still fewer high school opportunities for girls today than there were for boys in, in 72. And so um, that, um, you know, leaves uh, a big gap that leaves lots of room for progress. And we always say it's uh, never meant to be at the expense of boys and men. Um, we want everyone, every single person to have the opportunities. Um, but they're so vital for girls. And 94% uh, um, of women in leadership positions have played sports yeah. growing up. So it's a very, very uh, powerful statistic, but also the one uh, that tells us we can leave any single girl behind. Yeah, definitely. You know, you just made a good point that, you know, all these organizations, they want it to be equal between men and women. It's not let's do it at the expense of men. So I'd, I'd love for you to maybe touch on the the kind of feedback you guys have received through your work. Maybe sometimes it's lost in translation, that idea that it's not just to put women above, right? It's not to kind of cancel out the rest of the um, athletes that we see who are also continuing to do um, incredible on the world stage, but really just make that an equal opportunity. So maybe if you could talk a little bit about what the feedback has been from, you know, the work that you guys are doing to get that equal pay, to progress forward um, and continue to um, do the work that Title IX has been doing and continue to get the world, the sports world to be more equitable, like we were just yeah. discussing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a misnomer. And of course, you know, any anything new, any change, change is always, you know, scary. It brings uncertainty. But um we always talk about the fact that, yes, first of all, it's not a zero-sum game that, you know, the pie is set. And if you, uh, you know, give someone, you take away from someone else, right. um, the pie can grow. Um, and um, honestly, women's sports is a good product. So um, the other point we always make, it's, it's not charity. We're not looking for equity because... Um, it's something that we should be doing, although, yes, it is something we should be doing, but it's it's an amazing product that's uh, worth investing in. And just seeing, uh, for example, Wembley Stadium, 
this past weekend um, at almost 90,000 uh, fans completely filled to capacity when England played Germany in the Euro Cup final and set the record for attendance for any uh, men's or women's game. And that's um, that just shows that, you know, fans, if given the opportunity, are interested in consuming the product. And we see that um, at all levels. Uh, we see fans coming out to cheer for women athletes uh, during Olympics, Paralympics, um, collegiate games, but the investment wasn't there. And what we're seeing now actually is that more and more brands are viewing women's sports as the property that's really worth investing in. And uh, we continue telling that story and uh, getting more and more um, organizations on board to um, to adopt uh, gender equity as, uh, you know, just part of the fabric of their business. And like I said, not a uh, charity play. Yeah. How have you guys been able to kind of navigate, you know, like you're talking about a little bit before this media, media coverage and the importance of continuing to have females be empowered through media, right? And, and a media is a very powerful tool. But we also see kind of the negative sides of how media has also kind of impacted women and, and, you know, with Naomi Osaka and her whole thing with the press. And we've seen other women come out with, um, we had Simone Biles, things like this. How do you think that we can kind of shift that notion of changing the media conversation, changing how, you know, women are talked about on, on a large scale, right? Um, instead of kind of these negatives when they they talk about their mental health or talk about things that they struggle with. And instead of it being, oh, they're weak. No, in fact, they're empowering other younger female athletes to kind of acknowledge that these, it is a hard, hard way to live is, is being an athlete. It's hard. It's hard being an athlete. It has the rewards, but like everything else, it's, it's hard. So I'd love for you to maybe touch on how that, how you guys hope to maybe kind of shift that from being more seen as a negative thing to a more positive and, and really showing that, women can and be empowered through talking about the struggles as well as the triumphs? Yeah, well, first of all, um, mental health has been one of those topics that um, we have not talked about as a society and honestly hasn't been um, invested in um, whether you're male or female athlete. Um, the physical injuries are so um, visible and apparent and um, you know, we have had trainers right on uh, the sidelines at, at every sporting event ready to go if um, uh, if there's an injury. Um, mental health is a lot more nuanced. And we're just over the last you know few years, maybe a decade, um, are doing a better job as a society, as a sports business community in investing in mental health. Definitely. Uh, not enough and more work needs to be done. And again, women are not unique in, in their um, susceptibility to, you know, struggling with mental health issues. I think they may be um, more bold in speaking out, which is amazing. And again, um, I think as a, as a society, we are recognizing it more, but um, it is something that historically has not been um, viewed as, um, you know, uh, a strength has been viewed as a weakness. And unfortunately, um, 
some athletes have, you know, um, suffered the consequences, right, of whether it's media or fans and, and social media can certainly be cruel um, to everyone. But I would say that generally speaking, pivoting to sort of the, the world of media coverage um, as um, disappointing sometimes as it is to to have negative things like what, you know, what has been said about Naomi Osaka. The world has been talking about Naomi Osaka and her story, and that elevates her as uh, an athlete, as a role model, and that's a good thing. And um, there's a few uh, women's sports journalists that uh, I admire and um, who have talked about, you know, we need to talk more about um, women, athletes, in all ways, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all the stories, coverage is good. Um, talking about rivalries is good. Talking about, um, you know, struggles is good. I think ultimately that visibility is so, so important, but of course, um, it shouldn't come at the expense of um, anyone's well-being. And when it is taken um, to extremes, it is, you know, it, it is troubling. And um, of course, um, you know, th there's a lot of people that are calling on, uh, you know, the uh, the world of media to sort of change their ways. And um, uh, the verdict is still uh, to come, but I I'm a big fan of just, you know, media coverage of women. And uh, um, that's so exciting to see. Yeah, I think all aspects um, is really important to cover. I think, you know, you got to show, like you said, all all different parts of the life of being an athlete, even the bad and the good. So I think that's really important. Um, you know, Olga, you do really great work. And I think behind the scenes, even um, with your organization. So I'd love to hear what who you would say are your biggest mentors or supporters and getting to you where you are today um, and, and how you've been able to continue to do work that sometimes is hard as in, you know, because there's so much more to be done and, you know, things change all the time in the sports world. So I'd love to hear who supported you and what's kept you going and continuing to um, fulfill this passion of yours. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, the sort of the mentor role model uh, question is, uh, is an interesting one for me because I find mentors and people to look up to and learn from along the way um, in different facets of my life. And some of the, them stay constant throughout. Um, I would, for example, point out my um, collegiate coach. To this day, you know, I look up to her and uh, um, she has remained um, an instrumental force in my life. But of course, you know, I have evolved and um, my journey has evolved. And so I've had um, great mentors along the way, whether it's um, at uh, uh, the consumer package goods firm uh, that I worked for many years at, um, you know, moving on to my volunteer work uh, with USTA and, and now um, in my current role. Sometimes it's um, people who you report to could serve as a mentor. And I've had a great one um, in my um, uh, in both nonprofits that I have worked in, um, and other times it's people outside. So I'm um, not going to name individual names, but <laughs> it's definitely, you know, been a very, very important part of my journey, finding someone who is going to be um, 
you know, your champion, your advocate, um, someone you can really just, um, you know, spill, spill your guts out <laughs> to and, and uh, be, you know, super, super honest and um, vulnerable with and um, who's going to help lift you up and, and make sure um, they, they don't always give you all the answers, but they definitely help you see why you're doing certain things. And, um, I, um, you know, I love, um, growing and learning and improving personally. And for me at the moment, this sort of, you know, second chapter of my life, uh, the world of, you know, social justice and, uh, philanthropy is so rewarding where I, um, you know, when, when I see Olympia Hanyan, you know, uh, running out at the Angel City field, I see every single little girl, right? And I want to make sure that everyone has that opportunity to, to play, to, uh, see their role models and to ultimately reach their full potential in whatever they choose to do, right? And so it's, it's so rewarding. Uh, when you ask for money in this world of, uh, you know, fundraising, uh, you're not asking for yourself. You're, you know, building programs that are going to uh, do so much good. And so that that just makes me, uh, you know, smile. And uh, uh, when at the end of the day, you know, you've uh, you've done everything you can and you advance the ball just a little bit further. Uh, it's a really good feeling. That's, that's a beautiful sentiment. I really, I really stand with that and really agree as well. Um, I think lastly, the last thing I would ask is what's the advice that you would give to females in general who are either athletes or just trying to achieve their dreams? What's the advice you would give them since you've worked with so many people who feel empowered and you, you, you do a job of creating change and making the world more equitable. So what's that one piece of advice you would give, um, to girls everywhere? Yeah, I think um, the biggest one for me, it's, um, you know, raising a hand and, you know, saying yes to every opportunity. And even if you're not asked, you know, um, asking to, you know, be given a chance way too often, girls and women are trained to kind of be a little bit more, you know, uh, reserved and, um, you know, wait to be asked, um, and don't always believe in, in their abilities to stretch, to grow, to do something, um, that's new and scary. Um, and I think that's, that's just a misnomer. Um, you know, we, if, if given the opportunity and with, you know, good work ethic and effort and, you know, people that are going to support you. Um, I think anyone can stretch and, and do amazing things. And it's just that innate confidence is something that um, I think is, uh, is so, so valuable. And sometimes um, even if uh, you don't have the confidence, you just have to, uh, you know, pretend that you do and, and uh, give yourself a chance to succeed or fail. And if you fail, that's okay. Then, you know, it's like, uh, uh, you lost, you know, you lost a set and, uh, it's, you know, it's a, uh, three sad match that you can pick yourself up and, uh, and still come up on top. 
Well, thank you, Olga. I really appreciate that. Um, And I appreciate the work you do to continue to empower females and continue to push forward um, the work that's already been done. So thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Sports Up podcast. We'll see you again next time and be sure to click subscribe to get future Sports Up episodes.